Critical Blues Reviews. I'm your host, Critic Al. And what's the word, everyone? And today with me, I have the lovely voice and the most um, interesting uh, co-host, Nikki Lachey. I don't know if I like that introduction. Like, your last introduction was on point. This introduction, it sucks. Well, and I think, I, but I'm feeling black and proud and I'm going to give you an opportunity to do it again because you know you have to give people second chances. You mm. can't always the first one and you don't always do well, That's so you got to give them a second chance. That is true. That is true. Like, go ahead and fix All it. All right. Now, uh, those out there, please continue to make me last by giving <laughs> listener support to the podcast. I really appreciate your assistance. Appreciate your help. Thank you so very much. And pass me out to your friends. You know, and uh, listen to me when you have nothing to do and give me some feedback. You know, I know we got all adults out there. I try to keep it adult. Then I try to lower it. I kind of just all over the place sometimes. I just fluctuates, you know what I mean? With my, uh, with the the crudeness, (laughs) I would say, of the podcast. I don't know sometimes. So just give me, give me an idea what the temperature you guys are looking for. And and he apologized for his assholeness. Because he has a lot of ass wholeness. Ass holiness? Ass wholeness. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, anything else you, you would like to discuss? Uh, did, you hear, did you hear about, um, uh, well, I can't think of the actor's name, so never mind on that one. <laughs> so uh, today. That was a fail. It was a major fail. <laughs> <laughs> today, what, what's the guy that, that plays uh, Ghost? On, um. Talking about ghosts. Yeah. That's his name. That's his his new name is Ghost. But anyway, nah, he said some stuff about Chadwick and he got some heat about it. Um, it was it was a letter that he said, and I I didn't really get what happened. Sometimes I gotta read things more than once. But anyway, um you're supposed to be doing the news, so I'm not gonna do the news. Now we back on that again. We back on that again. Anyway, um seriously, we're gonna go ahead and get into it. Today, we will be reviewing Lovecraft Country, Episode 5, Strange Case. Now, the director uh, for this episode, you have Cheryl Dunier. Um, she's a uh, Liberian born. She's a tourist like me. Shout out to all the Tauruses. And you probably uh will probably if you watch this episode, you're probably wondering, you know, the theme of the uh of this episode. Well, you know, Miss uh Cheryl Dunier is uh, a lesbian, so a lot of you know, this like the story is coming from her points of view, you know what I mean? And so she's just sharing that with us and also the uh other film she's directed. Uh, she directed a film called The Watermelon Woman. 
um yeah i actually saw the trailer for it we should watch it because it was it's very interesting it's kind of has like a clerk's vibe to it i don't want to watch anything called the watermelon woman that sounds like a movie for obese people what watermelon is very healthy what do you mean because watermelon women, I'm thinking that they're shaped like watermelons. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think they're eating watermelons. Oh, okay. They're shaped like watermelons. Oh, uh, Chadwick Boseman's uh, films that I didn't get a chance to see. So oh, I thought it. you saw 21 Bridges. Mm, you, have you seen it? I didn't see it, but I thought you were watching it with somebody else. Oh, no, no, I haven't seen it. And so, um, but yeah, but but I, I said a hint there, um, Nikki. I don't think, think you caught that. Dell and Hilary Davenport, played <laughs> by Jamie Newman. Should, should, we, should I come back later to that or should I discuss it now? Uh, we we will probably we're gonna discuss it down the line. So you wanna finish? You wanna stay on cue and then wait till we get there. All right. On thirsty ass nigga. <laughs> so then also you have Sammy played by John Hudson Odom. Um, he was in Chicago PD. Now uh, just to kind of give you uh, an idea of this film, this is a frustrated black woman who is given a magical potion that turns her into a white woman. This allows her to live out the white privileges that she's always desired. Actually, I won't say the privilege that, yeah, yeah, the privilege uh, she's always desired. I mean, why not, right? I mean, just uh, she says she's tired of being blocked. She's tired of being interrupted. So this is I think moment. it was more, this, this, this episode with me was about discovery. And I think that Ruby did want to know how it feels to live her life without being interrupted. You know, with her, being black, it seems like you're always bombarded with things that, that are out of your control. You know, you walk down the street and you get blamed for things that you, you really have nothing to do with. All and right. it's because of your race. So she just wanted to see how it feels to be uninterrupted. She wanted to, I'm sure she wanted to be herself, but the only way that she can be accepted was to be Caucasian. And that's pretty much what she discovered. She discovered that she prefers that she discovered that white people are even more fucked up than black people. <laughs> that that the color is means nothing. The color is just a color. That don't mean that your life is better. That doesn't mean that you are a better person, that you have your whole life um, planned out for you. That's not what that meant. It just means that society is more accepting of you as a as a Caucasian than you are as a black person, and she realized that her life was actually um, her abilities were actually more um, qualified than it would be as a Caucasian woman. Mm, okay, I, I kind of see this as coming out of the closet episode, but it's like it's coming out the closet on so many different levels. Like for Ruby, coming out the closet of who you really are. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, you got a chance to experience, to come out of the closet and experience what life is without right. being, you know, stopped or being, you know, without any can't go to this. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. So, you know, do you have coming out the closet with uh, Montrose? You know what I mean? You have coming out the closet with Zodoni. You know what I mean? Uh, who we met in the closet. 
which we'll uh, touch on a little later. So first, uh, we kind of run into uh, an incident uh, with Ruby. Ruby wakes up and finds out that she's actually uh, a white woman. <laughs> and so um, from that, you know, she she runs into a little black boy and knocks, you know, like he has popcorn and she's kind of like freaking out and she knocks the popcorn out of the little boy's hand and the police jump up and they're like having guns on Ruby, not Ruby, excuse me, on the black kid and they're at, getting ready to, you know, I don't think they had guns, but they're getting well, ready yeah, to Yeah, they, they did. They were, they were treating him like he was, a, he was assaulting her, like he was a criminal. Right. Um, when in that whole scenario, he was actually a victim, but he wasn't treated in that way. And they treated her as if, you know, she was an actual citizen that, and they were caring and they were worried about her. And that was a surprise to her because she had never experienced that emotion. Especially from, from white cops. Yeah, from or strangers yeah. for to make sure that her well-being was okay. So it was a, it was scary for her and that little boy. Yeah, she was in shock and she stepped in, you know, and said that no, he was trying to help out or whatever the case. Um, I, I thought that was, I thought that was an interesting uh, you know, first, and um, well, that was an interesting first experience for her. Right, right. So uh, then, then uh, after that, uh, we go to her changing in the car because they take her, and even though she's saying, you know, no, I don't want to go back. It's like, hey, well, your husband said this. I see you in distress, but mm -hmm. the man is in in charge. So therefore, if you in distress or whatever the case may be, we're still taking you back to the house. You know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't even her husband. He just said that, you know, that's my wife and we're taking you back. No questions asked, <laughs> you know. So as a woman, you have no say so. You could be I could be taking you back to your kidnapper, <laughs> you know. So and then um, when they go back, you know, she's going through her change. And uh, it was one scene that kind of stuck out to me. And I'll talk about it later on in my comparisons. But uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, the eyeball in the back of the throat when uh, <laughs> she's getting ready to come out. And that's what Freddie did to, I forgot the kid's name in Nightmare on Elm Street 2, but his eyeball, like you can see Freddie's eye in the back of his host's throat. You know what I mean? So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, they also, the television was on, it was talking about 16 billion uh, locusts, uh, how they shed their skin and you know just going through different metamorphoses and things like that you know and um basically that was compared to uh ruby and you know the situation she's uh going through right now as she's changing back um into ruby and uh we go to letty's place and uh that's where tick finds out that montross uh killed the woman uh, from the first, uh, well, from the uh, episode before this episode. What was Lady's discovery, you think? What do you mean? You know, everybody had a discovery um, skit in this episode. What do you think her discovery? I got what I think her discovery was. What do you think it was? Oh, uh, you mean um, when talking about the when she when when uh, Montrose got upset with her, or well, well I, mean, I think no, story. just in general, I think her discovery was the fact you know in every season, every episode that we watch so far, Letty is strong. She's strong-minded. You know, she's gonna say what she gotta say. She don't care what anybody says. And this one, I think she discovered her vulnerability because she was scared, and she admitted that she was scared in this this episode. Come on, scared of uh, 
of Tick. Yeah, she was scared, and she said it. I'm pretty sure she was scared in every other episode. But she never. The, but the she, vampire dogs. Uh-huh, but she that. never said she was scared. She never acknowledged it. You know, she acts strong and she acts brave to get through it. But this this episode, she you show you saw her vulnerability. Vulnerability. She didn't. But well, she didn't even come across as scared because even she when, had that bed in her hand. She was scared. Shaking. No, I mean, no. I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure she was scared. But I'm saying like when Tick oh, yeah, was yelling at her. When Tick was yelling at her, she stood up to him. She didn't like cower, cower away from him. She, I saw she gripped that dog on bat and was like, you know, she hugged, like she, like, yo, like, you know, I doubt she would have hit him. She, I don't think she, she didn't know if Tick was going to do anything to her just off the, what she saw him do to the, him do to his own father. So that mm-hmm. kind of probably kept on, you know, on, on ice a little bit, but it, it kind of was like, yo, you know, if you if I have to, I will knock the shit out of you. But I don't think you'll do it. But just I in case you do, I didn't do it, get I'm that. To me, I think she was scared because she knew she couldn't do it. She she couldn't hit Please. him with the bat. Now, as much she, as she's been through, man, she's sitting. She's hitting I don't think buddy she with could, I don't think she could hit him though. You know, see how she looked at him. She looked at him she like she was scared. Like, nah, she looking at she looked at him like. Well, boy, that look to me, me was fear. Boy, don't make me hit you. That's that's <laughs> that, that's what I saw. But anyway, uh, yeah. you ever saw that before? Somebody have to have to give you that look before they before they get ready to knock the shit out you? No, nah, I've never seen that look. You before. never saw that look before? No, actually, when I was in high school, I was bothering somebody when I was in high school, and I and and uh, they gave me that look. And I was just, I couldn't, I couldn't, for some reason, it was like, I just kept fucking with him. I was trying to, like, stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I remember he kind of gave me that look. Like, Because I had to get somebody that look when they stole my car, trying to play a trick on me. Oh, you talking about somebody could have died that day. I could have killed that girl who took my car. Man, you, you referring to me, huh? <laughs> anyway. Uh, I gave you that look. Play with me if you want to. No, you did. Even when you pull on the door, you put a the door put a knot on your head. You ain't nut. You just you just you just sat back. I was just I'm like I was like in my head. I was like, Lord Jesus, I need this job. Please don't let me kill this motherfucker. Lord Jesus, please give me strength not to kill him. Yeah, that that, that this was earlier when we first met each other. She played a she played a prank on me and gave me like uh. She gave me like some uh uh what do you call it stool softener some chocolate thing that messes your stomach up and it had laxative me, yeah laxative yeah okay and then it had me like throwing up and I think I told you doing, it was laxative you just didn't listen no like no she I asked for some candy she gave me some laxative and it had me throwing up and on the toilet at the same time <laughs> and so I got ass back we uh took her car and and hid it from her she didn't know where her car was and she was so upset. And then she tried to pull on the door. I let the door go. She's like, open the door. And I pulled it. She pulled on the door. And I let it go. And the door hit her in the head. And it put a knot on her head. So she had like, she like a cyclops. So it was, <laughs> so yeah, this was years ago. It was like over almost 10 years ago when this happened. But anyway, we kind of get off. But, um, but we did notice too, uh, after the, uh, the, the news, not the news broadcast about the locusts, but you also had, uh, William cutting open, um, uh, Ruby, Ruby, but I, that and I didn't understand that part of it too. Like, what was he trying to get out of her? Get her out. I, I feel like she just didn't know how to transform just yet because that was the first time. Because if you compare how William transformed, it was just like bam, like she bust out his arms and she bust out his face. You know, when Christina was transformed, forming through. A, well, all right, we're getting too, we're getting too far. We're getting too far. All right, so uh, you got Lady's Place. All right, so you have where Tick beats up Montrose uh, for killing 
uh, the woman and also getting rid of the Titus pages. Um, also, uh, that's where me and Nikki were was referring to the argument between uh, Tick and Letty because uh, Tick wanted the pictures because Father Montrose got rid of the pictures. He, um, so he got rid of the actual. Uh, scroll, uh, scroll, excuse me. Okay. Yeah, he got rid of the scroll, but he was hoping that Lady took pictures, and that's when Lady was kind of like, you know, you need to calm your ass down, you know. And then we kind of, you know, go into uh, the whole situation with um, Ruby. Um, she's told, that's what she's told. I think she's with the police officer, and she's told about the marriage with William. And after that, she kind of, you know, you know, tries to enjoy. No, she doesn't enjoy white privilege just yet. But that's what she. She just this. wanted to experience it. I think that's that's just her discovery. Is she just wanted to know how does it feel on the other side? You know, they always say the grass is green on the other side. Right. Well, the grass is not always green on the other side. And she just wanted to experience it for herself. And then she went down there and tried for her dream job. Oh yeah, Marshall. What you think? It was something you said earlier about William's chest. Oh, on his chest, it looks like he had a devil symbol on his chest. Right, right. It was, it was like devil horns or something on his chest. Yeah, it was something I know you uh, you which, pointed which, me to that. Attention. Which to me means that he's not he's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have uh, Lady and Tick. Uh, they make sweet love. Lady again. Is, uh, Yes, yes. And that's when Lady uh, lets Tick know about the undeveloped pictures that she did have um, and uh, of the scrolls. But you know, sometimes I get that. You know, you be, you be stressed out. You just need a little something, something. You just need to bust that nut real quick to get you back to normal. Sometimes you need that. Get back, get your bike right on track. You had a really bad day and everything is going wrong. Just go ahead and just bust one off real quick. And then it makes everything better again. And so we take it back to <laughs> William and Ruby. Um, so we see Ruby, she's taking a white bubble bath. Uh, and she explains to William that she's tired of being interrupted. You know, just being a black woman in, in this society, it's hard for her to accomplish her goals because it's something that she can't control, as you said before, Nikki, that uh, something she can't control is interrupting her. And, you know, just because of her skin color and possibly because of, of her being a woman as well. And so uh, now you have uh, at the Marshall Fields, like you said, Hillary, uh, Ruby turns into Hillary Davenport. And that's the white woman that Ruby turns into. And she uh, actually, from her credentials, she gets promoted to assistant manager. So that means that Ruby had all the qualifications to be an assistant manager, but because she was not Caucasian, she would never get considered for it. Right. So even though she had that, she she still wasn't happy. She thought that, you know, in the beginning, you think that'll, that'll make you happy, but it even though she's different, the world around her is not different. Right. So, so she couldn't get what out of it what she wanted. Right. So then also you had um, her metamorphosis. Like she gets the job mm-hmm. and she turns back. Which it looks real messed up. Like she, where she's just crawling along the walls and stuff like that. So my thing is once she gets out of her skin, where does she go? Because, you know, like she had to go home. She was she naked. So she, but that's like in the daytime. You know, interviews happen in the daytime. So mm-hmm. she's walking around the streets bloody naked. Well, I think just like the scene where they were at the club and she she changed back to Ruby, she may have stashed some clothes 
outside so she wouldn't be naked and that's what she that's what she did outside of the nightclub oh okay and so then um so that so you have that situation also we have montrose and uh, cabrini green when he goes to his friend he goes to his friend sammy and in the background you have frank ocean um playing the song Bad Religion who, not, who actually not, came out. Not really well. Frank Ocean, but just the soundtrack of a song from Frank Ocean. He was a singer? Yeah, it was him singing, but he wasn't physically there. You said we got Frank Ocean like he in the damn series. <laughs> he ain't in the series. Just this, just this song. This yeah, boy. they'll play this song in the background. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, that, that, that scene with um, uh, Montrose and Sammy. That was a that was a rough scene for me. That that whole yeah. That he just like I said, he had a really bad day. He just needed to bust one off. Yeah, it probably quick. was. Yeah, and it was something you pointed out. You was like, hey, because I didn't know that you know which McCullough went down on Sammy. I I thought he left, but you were like, no, he didn't kiss Sammy, and he went down on him. Why why would you go down on him and not kiss him? I was like, whoa, that happened? I, how did I miss that? So I kind of <laughs> probably wasn't paying attention like that, like that. But yeah, so yeah, so I, that was anything you want to elaborate on that part that, yeah, you, that, that you brought up? That he, he, he had some really good skills because that man ass went to the back of his head. I wonder what type of technique did he do like this? Never mind. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. So anyway, we're moving on. So you got Ruby uh and the girls um they're back in marshall fields we're back in marshall fields with ruby or uh should i say um uh hillary hillary davenport and so uh the girls they're kind of bsing around while tamara is working hard out there and tamara's you know doing their work the thing about tamara is she wasn't technically qualified so ruby didn't understand why would they consider her right, right. i think that it's gonna go back to appearances kind of because ruby we all know it's a heavy set set, yeah and then this this young lady was a smaller well she's a smaller african-american woman so maybe that had a little bit to do with it appearance wise um and then plus the um the manager was trying to hit on her as well so maybe he had an attraction to her and that was one of the reasons why she got the job Mm -hmm. and so also to uh you had um girls because the girls wanted to go uh to south 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 side of chicago and the other thing too was how uh, hillary was moving because that was actually um actually ruby that was inside hillary so like she's moving around and the her white counterparts are kind of you know excited like wow look how she's moving those hips you know you need to be a, you dance just like the negroes something she said i forgot what she said but something to that effect and then um and she was like well you know i want to take a trip one of the girls like i want to take a trip down there to and, the south side to the south side anytime you will take her to the south side well she didn't say that part but she was like um uh, yeah, I want to go on a safari, basically just seeing the animals. Right. You know, that's what she was kind of referring to. And so, um, then we go to, uh, uh, well, actually, um, after that, I think I forgot about the, uh, Christina and Ruby. Um, cause they were like, she wanted her to put something in, uh, Lancaster's, uh, office mm-hmm. because, uh, well, that was earlier, a favor because yeah, he got but, her, he gave her, mm-hmm. gave her an opportunity. Who, who to did? Do who it. did? 
William. William. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he just gave her. <laughs> so so yes. So what happened was William met out. He met. said, "Since I did this for you, you owe me." And then he was like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to." Well, paint, paint the picture for him. So what they're doing, they're outside, they're outside or whatever. Well, there she came up to her job. Well, yeah, well, did. with his fancy car, and you know he made a, a quite a scene outside of the car because all the ladies like, "Wow, who is that? Who is he looking for?" He's dreamy. was <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh, that's that's mine right there. That's me." So everybody was kind of like, "Oh my God, you got it like that." And so that's when he said, well, I'm going to need that favor from you. So Ruby, is, she was kind of like, oh, okay, what do you need me to do? I need you to go go to a party with me. So Ruby was kind of excited because he had a box for her. And then she opened the box and she see a maid outfit. <laughs> right. And, 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 you can see the disappointment in her face. Like, what what the hell? So that means you want Ruby. You right. want Ruby back. Ruby back. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. Jamie Newman really does a great job of... Even though Jamie Newman is uh, uh, Hillary Davenport, what she got, she's still playing um, Ruby. Ruby inside of her. Pause. So she has to, you know, still have that Ruby energy. She had the she mannerism really of, yeah. of Ruby, and she kind of she did a great job at portraying that. Right, right. That is, she did, she did. And so um, that's when uh, Christina uh, wanted Ruby because uh, I think uh, William told. Uh, Ruby that he's going to be meeting his friend or whatever, Christina, and she's going to want she's going to give her something to do something and uh, but that's when we go after that, we notice that um, Tick and the um, reoccurring dream that he's had, he's he's like laying down or sitting down and he has this dream where he's running through the house from the second he's episode. He's running through a burning house a burning house, I'm right. following one of the maids no, no, it was his ancestor. Yeah, but she was a slave. Yeah, but his ancestor. Yeah, she's a slave. She's a servant. Yeah, I'd rather just call her ancestor. Unless you just wanted to use those. Well, anyway, she was mouthing off something. Um, you can see the lips moving, but you can't hear what she's saying. So that's the mystery in that scene is what did she say? And also that's when Tick gets caught on fire. And he's like burning up. And he in the up. dream, though. In it didn't really dream. happen. Right. And so um, after that, uh, that's where Tick was trying to decode uh, the, the scrolls that Lady took pictures of before Montross, you know, destroyed it. But uh, that's where Lady was like, you know, the orphan Annie, the orphan Annie puzzle. Remember uh, Christmas Story? That's where which one call it got the orphan Annie. It was a. Uh, uh, the guy from the Christmas story, I can't think of his name, the one to say, you shoot your eye out. Mm-hmm. Like, he was talking about the Orphan Annie. You shoot your eye out, kid. Right, right. And he was talking about the deciphering the, the Orphan Annie code or something like that. So, that, that was interesting. Because, like, that's, like, the second time I've ever heard of that was uh, Christmas Story or in this right here. And they mentioned something about ASF. Uh, that was actually on the ring, on um, uh, Tick's ring. And uh, and that's where Tick finally finally tells uh, Letty that Montrose killed Yahima. Yeah, she thought that he just let Letty her. Let her I, yeah, free. that's her name, Yahima. I was trying to say her name, but she finally came. He thought that Letty thought that Yahima was just set free. She didn't realize that Montrose actually killed right, her. Right. But my thing is. Did, she, did he actually kill her considering she was a thousand years old so technically she should have been dead anyway? No, but she was dead alive. No matter how long you, 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 
still she from, wasn't really alive. From years old. She was alive she because was of magic. No, she, she wasn't was, really alive. She was, she was concealed. Like she, he, she didn't kill. She didn't kill him. She. This was a spell where she was stuck until a blood came and freed her. You know what I'm saying? So like that's what brought her back to. I can say it brought her back to life. But um, but yeah. And also, we go back to the Lancaster's office where Ruby is doing the deed. She's uh, serving everyone. And she got the message uh, from Christina that um, uh, to go ahead with the uh, uh, getting the artifact and hiding it inside of uh, Lancaster's office. They said, let's call it revenge. Right, because of... Uh, I guess whatever it does is not going to be... It was a protection. It's a protection seal symbol on that or artifact. But do you want to explain uh, why or what she, uh, what Christina said to Ruby to get her to do it? She was like, "You care about William, or you just, or do you care about the abilities that he allowed you to do? Because you kind of misunderstood the whole point of magic. Magic." With this magic, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And that's when Ruby's like, whatever the fuck I want? Yes, whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Took her back to, to Marshall Fields. Marshall Fields, okay. So, it hit, uh, so then, yeah. So, and also, too, she gives her a story about how William was killed by Lancaster, was shot in the back and thrown in the river or something like that. Mm-hmm. And because of something I did, he's alive. And that's then on that on that note, that's when I knew that my hypothesis was right. I knew right. William it was right. It was right. <laughs> William and Carmen San Diego is the same motherfucker. <laughs> right. And then he also had Lancaster who came in because you had a uh, Ruby who didn't actually leave out of the room yet. Ruby actually uh, hid when she heard noises coming to Lancaster's office. So she hides in the closet, and that was a closet that we talked, to, we discussed earlier when Christina looked through the blinds and you hear moaning coming from the closet. So Ruby goes in there to find a man with no tongue, it was all stitched up, you know, draining out of his mouth, and she hides in the closet with him as she has to cover his mouth as he drools blood all over her hands. And what stuff. do you? What? And then we noticed that the sheriff had like body parts. He had that. Um, he had a black man's torso. Yeah. Well, what do yeah. you think that means? Yeah, I, I think it's the symbolism in my uh, in my uh, uh, opinion, the symbolism of the, the black the black market, where they are saying that a lot of these black people are getting kidnapped and body, body parts. parts and organs are sold on the black market. I mean, if you can use body parts like that, you know, that would be you know, of course, that would be uh, a thing to kill. You know, to kidnap black people and take. If you can sew it on like that and look like a Frankenstein, but it'll be mostly just be black organs that you know that were when were to be taken and stuff like that. Especially with black people becoming missing and black women becoming missing. So you know, so that so I think that was uh, uh, maybe a nod to that. And also the guy that's in the closet, his name is Sedoni. And uh, he's little, you know, he's stitched, up, he's stitched up, as I said earlier. And uh, there's something, I, like I said earlier, I felt like this episode represents coming out the closet. And, or discovery. And Zadoni, by him being in the closet, 
society wouldn't allow Sedoni to come out of the closet. <laughs> that's what I got from that. I was like, wow, this is like a clip coming out of the closet. Where did where did Sedoni appear? No, so what happened was Sedoni, I guess, uh, knew took some money or whatever from Lancaster's uh, crew, and so they're trying to torture him to get the money. I noticed that he had like stitch marks where his body was stitched together as well. So right. maybe they took some of his body parts as well That's possible. and used them for themselves. That's possible. Because he didn't have a tongue. Maybe somebody had his tongue mm, so they possible. could speak the way that he speaks. I wonder when you take a body part, did they give you that person's strength? Like, did he take the black person's torso because he wanted their the strong the heart the heart, heart part of it and and the strong chest and all of the organs that's in the torso is that why he took the the black person's torso and you know for society he had to keep a white face so he had to keep his white face and his visible areas of his body right right and then we go back to marshall fields and we have uh, ruby slash hillary she gets on Tamira for being mediocre and was telling her that, you know, as a black woman or as a black person, you got to work 10 times as hard as a white person. You know what I'm saying? Or two times or 10 times, one of them. But the thing about her is the fact that the lady didn't have any education. She didn't have any skills. Like Ruby, her whole life, she's been trying to to build her resume so that she can apply for the job. And then you have this young lady who has no experience at all. So, yeah, she has no experience at all. And then after that, um, that's when we have uh, Ruby. Well, Ruby inside of Hillary discussing to Tamara, you know, how, you know, she's kind of going in and she's kind of going off of what she experienced with uh, Zadoni in the closet. And, uh, you know, that was a frightening experience for Ruby because she didn't want to do it, you know, like put the artifact inside the police uh, office because she felt like that was a suicide mission. And so, um, so she kind of just, you know, gets she, loud she with vented. the mirror. Yeah. yeah and invented. Like you're going to find yourself somewhere locked in the closet with your no, tongue tied. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, that's when her, uh, her manager came out. Was everything good? And she was like, well, you know, Tamara's taking us out to the South side of you know, the party. Just put her on the spot. So then you have, um, uh, Sammy, uh, where, they like Sammy and there was a couple of cross dressers. Uh, they're in like a room or whatever, and um, they're in the they get on. Room. They're in the dress room and they get on Sammy because Montrose never kissed him or whatever the case. And then also uh, Sammy discusses his uh, Lacosta uh, migratoria, which means you know uh, migratory locust. That's like Sammy's new dance. Do that dance anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you, I believe that the Denmark VC, where uh, that's where the white people were in the black clubs, along with um, uh, uh, not well, I guess I'll say Ruby, but I wanted to say um, the other young lady's name, Hillary. And so, uh, they're in the clubs with Hillary, and that's when they all get up to do their dance. And uh, you had uh, Ruby, you know, she she changes like back in well hillary changes back into ruby and she notices tamara being sexually harassed by the manager he was like what, what did he say he said come on let me taste it let me just taste it let me just stick my finger in it he said let me stick my finger well, in that's it. what he was that. doing <laughs> <laughs> he added that in there. so anyway she noticed that and so um 
we go back to Sammy and Montrose at the drag show and they play the song uh, Lonely World um, by Moses Sumney and that's when uh, your boy Montrose finally uh, lays one on Sammy I think during that scene Montrose kind of feels free he feels like came he, out the closet he feels discovered and he was ex- more accepting of himself because before he seemed I think that he drinks so much is the fact that he's trying to suppress his inner self mm. and so now he's at their party and they're accepting of their acceptance of him and he feels free he even kisses him on the lips he's the opposite of Sidoni mm-hmm <laughs> Sidoni is still he's still trapped in the closet, unfortunately. <laughs> and so uh yeah, so then that's when um, you know, like yeah, like like uh Nick Lachey said, you know, he finally is free. He, he looked happy. It was the happiest we've ever seen him mm-hmm. in this whole He was series. actually smiling even with his broke up face. Yeah. And so uh then we go to um Ruby. Ruby is wondering why uh, the basement is locked and she's talking to Christina because uh, Christina comes back and she's like hey you know usually William you know uses that room or whatever the case and so they're trying to you know get an understanding and uh, Ruby uh, well Christina reveals to Ruby that you know so you got interrupted again so Ruby is kind of like oh okay so William told you my business type of thing and and Christina pisses Ruby off by trying to relate to her and Ruby tells her white women are only disillusioned with themselves you know and so I guess it's like them you know like how a lot of the white women voted for Trump after he said grab him in the pussy like <laughs> you know so it's kind of like yo you know you you go with it but then you feel like a victim afterwards you know what I'm saying so I you know I you know that's what I kind of got from what um uh ruby says but um christina says something very interesting she says who are you really uninterrupted and so that's when we go back to marshall fields and ruby makes her cement well he's well she submits her resignation to the manager while making him submit to her by licking her stilettos (laughs) he did more than lick them stilettos oh yeah he, he wore them you know, and she sodomized him with them stilettos. Yeah, because he wanted to fire. Uh, he wanted to fire um, Tammy. Tammy. Tamara. Tamara, because she didn't give him none. Right, and so you know, so she tied up. Uh, referring to Hillary, she tied up, ties up her manager, and you know, has him on some S and M type stuff a little bit, and then gets the stilettos and shoves it up his ass. And Man, I want you to know. This happened from a nigga bitch. I'm a big nigga bitch. Why why'd they have uh, your girl Cardi B in the background talking about <laughs> this is bloody shoes and, and like she's peeling and all the meat. That all, was cool how they did. All that. of Hillary's meat is falling on top of uh, <laughs> her stilettos. So that that was interesting. Very disgusting, especially when she was ramming it. And she her meat she was, was just ramming that thing up in his butt. Yeah. Gross. Anyway. Um, told you and, and that's another thing so you had ruby who brought out the manager out of the closet as well she broke <laughs> his chair so everybody was like the whole theme i said the whole theme was coming out of the closet yeah, the whole thing so uh then you go back to uh uh, uh letty letty uh letty and tick there in the bathroom and tick talks about uh jihad his ex because she asked 
him if uh, he's ever been in love before or the conversation comes up has he ever been in love and he said he really didn't know if he loved G.I. but you know he's certain that he loves uh, Letty and also Letty reveals to her sister which I was right about that her sister falls in love her mother and her sister fall in love too quickly you said that her uh, that uh, Ruby didn't care too much about um, William but her sister said it herself. There's a reason why she said it because Ruby falls too quickly. That's why she was so disappointed uh, when Ruby finds out that Christina was William the whole fucking time, as uh, as Ruby put it. So that backs me up again. I don't think that she loved him. She was. Just I didn't say she loved him. See, you put words in my mouth. You moving the football. Him. I you think, moving the football. Girl. I think she was just infatuated with his abilities and the fact that he was interested in her. Everybody want to be wanted, and she felt wanted. But she said herself that her, uh, Ruby, and her mother they fall too quickly. And then uh, the last thing. We have uh, Lady, Lady and uh, Tick. Well, actually, just Tick. Tick discovers something. He, he saw a word "suffer," and then uh, Tick calls Jihad. He calls long distance, I think, uh, to Korea, and he's basically, you know, saying to her, "How did you know? How did you know? Asking her, how did you know? You know, she's and kind of who are you and what are you and what are you know? Yeah, she said, "What are you?" He asks uh, her, "What are you?" And the paper is uh, encoded, or he encoded the, pa- the word die in the paper. So he encoded uh, suffer or decoded suffer and die. So I don't know what that's going to lead to. And it leads to the sixth episode. The sixth episode, we get to meet Jiha. Yeah. So, you know, they looked happy. They looked happy together. Um, there was a firing range. You mean it's, you watched the trailer to the Yeah, the, the trailer. Episode. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and also, too, from the trailer, um, it looked like uh, uh, Yeehaw, Yeehaw, Jihaw, <laughs> Jihaw was going to be in the firing squad. Mm. So that's a possibility. Some trauma is going to happen with her. Right, right. So that, oh, we're not finished yet. I am tripping. So what are your dislikes? We're going to do dislikes on this one. What are your likes? Excuse me. Um, I like the fact that Ruby got an opportunity to experience um, life as a white woman. I I really like that that part of it. Um, I also like the fact that um, Montrose got to be himself. He got to be free. Mm -hmm. He got to finally live his life the way that he wants without any consequences or judgmental um, judge being judged by anybody within his family because he, right. he was there with people who totally people who didn't know him, people from a, from the other side of the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were all um, not trend, drag queens. They were all drag queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? It was for the longest time I didn't know drag queens were gay. Well, you know, not all. Not all of them, I guess, because yeah. I, I always thought it was just dudes that just wanted to dress like women. I didn't, I yeah, didn't know that. That is a such thing. Because I thought I didn't, know, I didn't know RuPaul was gay. There's, there's, when I was younger. There was a. I didn't know RuPaul was gay too. I thought he had a wife, and kids. Yeah, I think. He oh, did. so he, so he, oh, so he really isn't gay. Okay. I don't think he's gay. Okay. But he get paid a lot of money to dress like that. Yeah, so that's what I was. When I was young, I always thought it was just dudes that straight dudes that wanted to dress like women. So. Uh, but in this situation, it was a little different. Um, you know, they they were actually gay 
who dress like drag queens. Um, no, men. RuPaul, I'm sorry, RuPaul is gay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> RuPaul is gay. You funny. You got a husband. <laughs> so, um, well, that's your news for today. Um, so, also, I did like uh, a uh, how the frustrated, oh, excuse me, how Hillary could have represented a Karen and the race soldiers was trying to provoke the Karen in the Hillary. Like, they were really trying to bring out the, the, the Karen inside Hillary, like, telling her, no, don't don't take up for him. And she kind of like, portrayed it a little bit in the beginning when she... No, nah, she was just stuck until yeah. she was just like, all right, no, you didn't do nothing wrong. You was helping me. Right. Um, also, showing uh, a white person in, uh, in black shoes while a black person is wearing white shoes, meaning that you had uh, Ruby mm-hmm. playing uh, a white woman. Excuse me, actually inside of a white being a white woman Mm -hmm. but then you had a white woman uh jamie newman played by what's gonna be hillary davenport played by jamie newman um she actually was acting like ruby yeah because it showed that ruby was inside her and i thought that was great acting by jamie newman and uh, also great great acting by ruby as well i think everybody acting wise did good um like you know of course letty and tick took the back in this story and i felt like this was a really good story um the chance to see Montrose happy maybe something is awakening awakened in his heart to kind of you know it was more his heart awakening his butt too <laughs> so uh, uh yeah so also um just a heads up like a little easter egg i thought that was interesting when uh your girl uh, hillary went out hillary davenport went out and started looking at you know reading magazines and going to the ice cream parlor and stuff like that and she got free ice cream she was like i didn't even need money that day when i was a white woman i just i had all the money that i need yeah that white privilege right privilege yeah <laughs> and so uh in one of the papers she was reading while she was in the park was called the confidence girl movie that uh it's a 1952 American crime film about a con, a con man who convinces the LA police he could apprehend a notorious swindler, a woman named Mary Cobb, but come to find out they were uh, actually working together to fool, to fool the police. And then they would go and swindle different people and then eventually everything caught up with them. But, you know, the woman actually was somebody who she really wasn't. And so that was, you know, quite interesting that that's who Hillary Davenport was, uh, I guess, reading the news article about or looking at the advertisement. But, um, yes, are there there any dislikes? Um, No, not dislikes. Again, this series, it's hard to have a dislike in a series such as this one. This is a really good series, really detailed, really exciting. And and it's really hard to predict things that are going to happen. So when it does happen, when it when you do predict it, I'm like, oh, yes, I did it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, no, but I I do have a couple of dislikes. I didn't like Hillary telling Tamara about the tongue man in the closet because I felt even though she was venting, I felt like it was unnecessary. Like it had nothing to do with anything that that what was going on and, and plus she wouldn't understand what she was talking about and you understand that like you that's something you can't tell nobody like you can only have that conversation with william or christina because they know what was going on you know what i mean mm-hmm. and to sit up there and have that conversation with uh, I Tamara, think it, it I was, was like, just huh? her her just lashing out 
I don't think she she actually meant anything by the conversation other than the fact that she's lashing out and she won't her being a representation representation of herself representation. of herself to be more um skilled you know take more pride in her ability and don't don't give them any reason to to doubt her skills mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't feeling the montrose spit job <laughs> that was a big gaka spit that he that was he had a cold that morning all that oh, spit God. came out that was coronavirus that was a whole bunch of boogers whole bunch of spit that he put in his head so to penetrate his that that ass <laughs> anyway, that uh, was so much spit. I wish a nigga would put all of that spit on me. Yuck! <laughs> all right, so yeah, that 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 was uh, my dislike. So, do you have any comparisons? Um, do I have any comparisons to this episode? Um, I would say this episode was kind of mixed up. Um, I don't know. Let me think on that. Okay, well, I'm gonna do mine. Uh, my comparison, I have Hemlock Grove. Uh, that's a werewolf uh, film. Well, excuse me, series. And the thing that I really compare that to is not the story; it's the transformation. When the characters are turning into werewolves, they rip through their skins, just kind of like how uh, we saw Ruby and also Christina as they rip through their host skin. Um, like the flesh drops to the ground and that's how it is on Hemlock Grove. But the only thing is when they turn into wolves, they'll rip their human skin off. And then when they turn into wolves, they eat their human skin. Like the meat that fall yeah, off. Yeah. yeah, the wolves will eat it. Like they, you know. So then uh, also Werewolf in London, the transformation. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, the eyeball in the back <laughs> of the host's throat. That's a lot. Yeah, so it also Freaky Friday. Oh yeah, Freaky Friday, yeah. they switched the bodies. Well, I think that this is more like, I will have to re- reference it to like Snake Eyes. If everybody Snake if everybody ever seen Snake Eyes, you'll see Jack that. Jack Nicholson? Yeah. I mean, no, not Jack Nicholson, with uh, Nicholas Cage? Yeah, with Nicholas Cage, yeah. When they have all of these different, it's like, it's like different scenes within one bigger picture. You know, everybody has, you, you miss this, you miss one little, um, scene it kind of you missed the whole point of the whole event so all these different events that are occurring at the same time mm-hmm. and but it all leads up to the final and the final episode well I guess to the, to whatever they're trying to get to to get all the information in order for them to what's the point anyway what they trying to read the scroll scroll for anyway what is he trying no, to it's a protection right that they're trying to get that christina you know christina wants and they're trying to get it before christina but i mean what's the purpose though um for, for protection whatever whatever they find out what is it going to be uh it's going to protect them they because they're trying to figure out what it was going on now like this basically but i mean if, if montrose wants them to abandon the whole idea is is that really bad I don't know because even the the girl Miho, I mean you is Miho, oh, not Miho. I forgot. <laughs> I'm making up names. Oh snap! Uh, you was it Yima? I, I can't think of the girl name now. But anyway, uh, the girl that the woman that he uh, called dated, on the phone. That yeah. one that he called on the phone. Uh, so uh, Jiha, he called her on the phone and. So she was like, I told you, you know, not to go back. That was the first time mm-hmm. she warned him not to go back. And then the second time she was kind of like this time, she was kind of like, I told you, uh, 
what was going to happen right. type of deal. But I know? mean, again, if they abandon the whole idea like Montrose wants them to do, what is the harm in that? No, well, the harm is Christina is going to get whatever she's going to get. Yeah, so if she gets it, again, what's the harm in that? How is that going to affect them? No, but dead. It's, they're trying, trying to, to prevent, prevent her. They're trying to find it before she gets it. But I still don't. But also, when they get whatever they're going to get, they feel it's going to help better their people. It's going to help better their people. Yeah. Okay. So So that's that's the point. Yeah. So yeah. So whatever it's going to be, they can have some type of protection. Like with some type of spell, they can use the spell. They can, you know what I mean. So they. So basically, it's like all right, we got a weapon now mm -hmm. against either either it's racism, either against other wizards, either against vampire dogs. We got some type of protection. Okay. So, what do you rate this episode? I give this episode. Mm, mm, mm. My bad. You didn't do your comparisons. I did. I said snake eyes. Oh, that's right. You did. Sure did. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Go ahead. Now, I'll go with your, your rating. I give it nine nigga bitches. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? All right. Um... I'm going to give this, uh, let me give it nine stilettos. Nine stilettos? Bloody stilettos? Yeah. These are bloody nine. shoes and red bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with a chunk of flesh on the side. So, anyway, uh, that is it for Critical Blue Reviews. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoy and you're continuing to enjoy the podcast. Uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, get me out to all your friends and family, the ones who don't mind cursing and stuff like that, okay? Because we are getting a little vulgar as things progresses. I've, I've, um, I've been doing a very good job at that. I keep my cursing down to a minimum. Like, daily, I'm only allowed 25 cuss words. And so I, that's how I'm, I'm trying to slow down cursing. I'm only doing 25 a day. Oh, then eventually it's going to get lower and lower. Right now, 25. So I got about five more, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you you gonna you you not you curse too much for that. But anyway, <laughs> that's it for Critical Blues reviews. Would you like to give your Instagram? I am Nikki Lachey on Facebook and on on Instagram. I am Nikki LB One. Check me out. All right, and I am Critical for Critical Blues Reviews, Critical with the K, Critical on Instagram, Critical Blues Reviews on Instagram with the K, Critical Blue on Facebook, Critical with the K, and Critical Blues Reviews on Twitter, Critical with the K. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I hope you, hopefully you all enjoyed yourselves and enjoyed this episode. And keep safe. Keep wearing your mask. Don't believe uh, what they're telling you. And don't be an ass. Wear your your masks. All right. Bye.